When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it's Lee Salisbury here. Happy Monday and welcome to another edition of the biggest behind-the-scenes podcast of your favourite television shows and the biggest musical stars. And it is Retro Monday as I speak to an 80s and 90s legend. Remember, there are over 88 episodes of Soap from the Box and Pop from the Box to download right now. So once you've listened to this one, get another one on. Anyway, enjoy. Let's go back to the 1980s my guest today. He was the frontman of Brother Beyond, who rose to instant fame in 1987 when they became part of the runaway success train that was Stock, Aiken and Waterman. He then was a member of Worlds Apart, who became one of France's biggest ever bands. He has gone on to be a successful music mogul manager, representing Lisa Scott Lee from Steps, among many other people. He still sings, he still tours, and he's here with me for this 80s party today. It's a pleasure to welcome Nathan. Nathan Moore. Hello, Nathan. <laughs> Hello, Lee. Good to be with you. It's great to have you here. It's brilliant. It's someone I've always wanted to speak to, actually, because, brother, I mean, just the, uh, being a, a man of my age, Stock Aiken and Waterman years were kind of my childhood and growing up, and I just loved the whole music scene back then. And obviously, let's start with Brother Beyond, because I didn't know this story until I started researching you, of how you guys, because you'd obviously had four singles before you became part of Stock Aiken and Waterman. But tell me the story of how you got with Stock Aiken and Waterman, because it's great. Well, we uh, we were working in their studio with um, uh, one of their other producers, um, and there was a traditional drink down the pub um, that Mike, Matt, and Pete would would be there on a Friday afternoon, and so all the acts and anybody working there would go down the pub. Amazing. And, uh, so I did actually have a chat with him, and then wind forward a couple of months, and there was a music industry charity auction. And our record company, EMI, bid £25,000 to have the, a song written and produced by Stock Aiken and Waterman. That's brilliant. And, uh, you know, it was, the money went to charity. But there was like, well, who's the act? And uh, so they, they had discussions. And I think it was just because we happened to be within their studio and having met Pete, <laughs> he suggested to them, what about, brother? we've met this band, Brother Beyond. We, we like them. How about we do a record for them? Because there was other bands being, you know, touted from uh, from EMI yeah. side. Like, yeah, yeah. So it, um, we were just so that was our lucky moment, you know. Yeah, and they, I suppose I don't think they really had a boy band at that point, Stock Egg and Waterman, did they? They obviously had Kylie, Sonia, Sanita. We had Rick and Jason, but there wasn't really a boy band, I suppose, at that point. I remember Big Fun at one point. I don't know whether you were before or after them, but you probably fit. You were probably kind of there. You know, it's a like a lot of life, right place, right time, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. You get those lucky moments in life. I mean, we'd had four singles out already. Yes. I think the record company were getting nervous. They'd put a lot of money into the band. And it's like, is this working? Shall we continue? And that was our lucky moment. And if if it wasn't for that, I guess you and I wouldn't be speaking now. Talking but yeah, and I guess we were a good fit. We were a good fit for for them at the time because they hadn't had a band as such or 
a boy band. Um, although we weren't really that. That that was the problem with Brother Beyond and I, um, Stock Aiken was and I think I was a good fit for them. Yes, but yes. the rest of the band wrote the songs. All the other songs that we'd done, uh, there were good writers within the band because one of the brothers, Egg White, went on to write "Leave Right Now" for Will Young. Ah, right. Chasing okay. Pavements wow. with Adele. Oh, wow. So he he was a really fantastic writer, but he was only like nineteen at the time, and he just hadn't hit his stride yet. Right. So. Uh, you know, there was, uh, they, they struggled with the fact that they were being written we were, for, you know, that I was the only, I was the only one in the studio and they were like, well, what do we do? Hence, Egg White actually left the band just before he released the song. He's like, this is not for me. You guys go ahead, you know. Um, so no, I, I think I was a good fit and probably I should have gone on to, uh, do more yeah, records. Another solo with, artist. Yeah. Like with Pete. them. Yeah. Yeah. I think I should have knocked on Pete's door and said, Hey Pete, come on. Yeah. I mean, I kind of lo- love the idea of this Friday afternoon down the pub with all the artists. I mean, that's kind of people's dream there. You know, Sonia sat there sipping a gin and tonic and Sunita on a lager or something. But I mean, that, that first song with them that they wrote for you, straight to number two, the harder I try. As you said, you'd have four singles before and had some minor chart success, but straight in at number two and let's remind everyone listening who might not have been there in the 80s but i mean the 80s and 90s with the charts were just huge so to get to number two was such a huge feat and it kind of basically then propelled you to instant instant kind of you know fan heaven didn't it i mean it, it must have did it feel like that when you hit number two was it a sudden change in your life i mean yeah because i mean in those days I mean, it was always my dream to be on top of the pops. And when we made it onto the show, honestly, I felt the impact the day after it went out. I mean, I was walking down Oxford Street and I could feel and hear people talking about me. Wow. Going, That's that guy that was on top of the pops <laughs> last night because the whole nation would watch Watched that it. show. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah. Millions and millions. Yeah. And, and then at the same time, pop magazines are really important. So being on the cover of Smash Hits, and and those magazines like Just Seventeen, um, you know, I was on the cover of all those magazines. So almost every sort of uh, female teenager at the time kind of was aware of who Brother Beyond you were. were. Did you win you it? Know, Did you well win as, a Smash Hit yeah. award? Did you win any Smash Hits awards? Yeah, we 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 won our Smash Hits poll winners award. I got presented um, it by Donny Osmond. Amazing. Um, yeah, so you know it. Yeah, I did Royal Variety performance. Um, I ended up doing Top of the Pops about seven times. You know, did their Christmas special. Um, yeah, and it was just a great time to be a pop star. I mean, the late 80s, I mean, Stock Aiken and Walton were at their height. Yeah. Uh, pop music was, you know, it had the big stars like Madonna, um, M- Michael Jackson, um, you know, the Boy George. It was just it was full of really, really big artists. And like you said earlier, it was quite hard. To, I mean, to get to number two was a, quite a feat. You know, Huge we were, yeah, yeah. We were picked to number one. We were picked to number one by Phil Collins. Oh, um, a groovy kind of love, you know, soundtrack to Buster. I'm yeah. sure we went around the record shops in a little van buying up copies. <laughs> the midweek, midweek leading up to it, we were number one all week. And I, I just couldn't believe it when we were ended up being number two. Because the record company said, oh, you're going to be number one. You're going to be number one. And oh, so in a way, somehow... it was a bit of a disappointment. Well, it was a real chart battle then, wasn't it? I mean, that's what I loved about the charts. I mean, it really was, 
you know, if you went on, I mean, I used to work on Saturday morning TV and like if, if an artist came on Saturday morning TV, they would kind of suddenly jump up the charts by a Sunday. You know, everyone wanted their band on, on live and kicking and stuff because they know, they knew it would up the, you know, the record sales for the Sunday charts. Oh, those things that were so important, you know, um, it, it all really mattered. You had to be on the, on the A list of Radio One. It was like people lost their jobs if you, if they didn't get you on there. And, uh, you know, and in fact, pop was struggling to get on there. But so, like you said, TV was so important. Being yeah. on Alive and Kicking or whatever. And there were fun those shows. I mean, I think we. Yeah, number 73. We, I really miss those shows. I mean, I know <laughs> kids now wouldn't stay in and watch four hours of telly on a Saturday morning, but I mean, it was just a different place, a different time. But it, they, they were fun, those shows. I mean, you said Top of the Pops. Was that kind of the dream? Was that the favourite TV show that you did, really? I mean, it, I suppose it was every young boy and girl's dream to go on there. Oh, yeah. It, it's what I, I remember being a 15-year-old boy uh, watching, um, I think it was Japan, uh, on Top of the Pops and going, I want to do that. Um, you know, I'm going to be on top of the pops. I was sort of saying it to myself and, you know, you manifest these things, you make them happen. And I think I did. Um, so yeah. And to get there, wow. You know, you, you, when we got into the studio on that day, I couldn't believe that they only used three stages. I know it was tiny, wasn't it actually? It was really small. Yeah. They only had 50 people in and they would push them around the camera. (laughs) Yeah. To make it look like there were hundreds. Yes, and then they would then they would herd them across to the other stage very quickly, and then push them around the camera, and it made it made it look like it was a couple of hundred, but there really was only fifty. Uh, you know, audience members are allowed to be in there. Yeah, it was amazing. The really, I went like, to. Wow. I know it's one of the first shows I went to as an audience member back then. And I remember that started and then I have, have had a career in telly and it started that thing. of when I first worked on EastEnders, I remember going to Albert Square going, oh, my God, it's so small. Telly is a, a magical place for that. You know, these sets that's all. But um, and you said again, you know, girls and boys, fans, suddenly. Did you get the thing of kind of suddenly people were camping outside your house and stuff? I mean, the fans were real fans, weren't they, back then? Oh, yeah, yeah. We we, we had the... Uh... Um, Yondi's sort of following us and, uh, you know, I lived in Islington at the time. So there would have, there would be kids outside, uh, my flat and, um, yeah. And then, um, also brossettes, got a brossettes at the brossettes, time. They, of course, they were yeah. kind of mean to, they were mean to us because there was a little bit of rival. Right. Okay. Bros. And, um, and then one time they, they kind of attacked my girlfriend at the time and, you know, but, but they didn't know what they were in for. She was a bit tough. Uh, oh right okay so great they so they, they had a bit of a shot. She, she gave she gave them what for they didn't know what hit them so uh <laughs> well yeah um yeah i mean it, i mean it's yeah, kind it's of again a dream isn't it in a way but i mean coping with that attention i mean nowadays it's so different because now it's social media but let's take everyone back to the 80s play along at home. we're gonna give you a little 80s quiz there's only five questions i think they're quite easy but um it depends how well you know the 80s Play along at home if you're listening. So, Nathan Moore, uh, here we go. Can you name one of the two best-selling video games of the 80s? Oh, I can't. No, yeah. no chance. Uh, no chance. Uh, think of the two. I mean, I, th- I kind of did think of one. The Super Mario <laughs> Brothers. You must remember Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, and Tetris. Yeah, yeah. They were the two um, games. Okay, this one's easy, <laughs> I think. Who was nicknamed the Iron Lady? Oh, Thatcher. Course, yes, of yes. course, Margaret Thatcher. Lady in nineteen Thatcher. Yes. in nineteen eighty six, who became the youngest heavyweight boxing champion in the world? Oh, Mike Tyson. Yes. Oh, you're doing well. You've, no? you've recovered. You've recovered well here. Okay. <laughs> and uh, which film popularized <laughs> leg warmers in the nineteen eighties? 
Oh, it, uh, was it Footloose? It were, I thought it was Footloose. It's the other one. It's Flashdance. I mean, I think Footloose probably oh, did as Flash well. Oh, Flashdance. Okay, okay. <laughs> think, thinking back to the fashion, I mean, what was your... Did you get styled as a band in Brother Beyond? Did you have a kind of... Did you, Was it a denim look you had, you guys? Yeah. Was that, yeah. Um, I, I think, I, you know, I, people say, well, where's the white jeans sometimes, you know? So I would wear white <laughs> jeans on, on top of the pops. I mean, we, we did actually have... We I had the, these DM shoes with the metal showing oh, yes, at the front. I remember those. And yeah. we had them before Bros, and they kind of nicked it and then upgraded it with a bulge bottle top. And uh, and I was a bit miffed by that, but uh, they were, in fact, what happened was Bros's manager came to us and asked to manage us before oh, Bros wow. were. Oh, there. wow. We'd gone to see, we'd gone to see him in 1985 or 86 and uh, we asked him to manage us. And he said, oh, look, I'm very busy with this band called the Pet Shop Boys. Oh, and they hadn't, little they hadn't band, yeah. broken yet. Wow. It, what, uh, within that year, they'd had success. We got signed to EMI and we would see him in, in the record company all the time. And he said, guys, come on, I'm, I'm, I've got time now. I can do this. Let's let's do this. And we said, no, nah, no, thanks. She turned us down once. Probably a bit silly to do that. And, uh, and so he he went out and kind of, found or created bros you know and uh and then what happened there that, so, i mean that was that the part of there, the nature so yeah, i wonder um so let's go let's go back let's go back to the 1989 album which was trust that was like the second album and it kind of started mm. at the same time bizarrely that 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 album was breaking america which was amazing um but in the uk the kind of singles chart that the places kind of started to slip and again was that quite hard to take because obviously again it happens to everyone in the end but it was it quite soon i suppose for in the uk for that album not to do as well as the first one yeah, it was, it was heartbreaking, really, because, um, you know, it just seemed to be over so quickly. Um, we we had had a bit of success in America and we were kept there for about three months. And, you know, we were touring all over. It was all very exciting. I got to meet Madonna. Um, you know, I was on TV with like Whoopi Goldberg and all sorts Amazing. of Amazing. You know, you know, I was on tour with, uh, you know, Donny Osmond and it was it was all great. And then suddenly... We came back to the UK, the single flopped and the record company said, um, yeah, we're, we're going to drop you. So it, it's it's over for us. Wow. And we were like, that was it. But the mistake we'd made was we we just didn't do any more records with Stockache and Waterman. Yeah. And that was yeah. really foolish. Um, I, I, again, I said it earlier, what I should have done, having recorded two songs with them, it was just me in the studio. I should have probably knocked on Pete's door and said, look, Brother Beyond the Songwriters, let them write the next album. Yeah. But let's do a solo album together. You know, yes, this is already yeah. working. And I, I think you'd have probably found it hard to say no. And I think Oh, yeah, because, I mean, look, I you, was... you're a very good, very good looking guy and you kind of had the fan base there. So, I mean, in retrospect, I suppose, yeah, you could have been, you know, they only had Jason really at that time, didn't they? The Rick was a bit of a, Rick had kind of gone by, in, a, in a way by that stage. So, yeah, it could have, I suppose it must be hard to look back thinking, oh, I could have had my own solo. Career. Yeah, yeah. You, you look, you look back and you think, how stupid was I not to even, even think about that? And I, was, I think I was too preoccupied with, with other things, and uh, you know, I just wasn't very focused. Um, I'm much more focused now. 
Much more if famous I had now. this old head back in that young body. I know. Well, we would all say that, though, wouldn't we? We'd all say that in life. We would change <laughs> stuff and you can't. But then, obviously, you joined another really Man. successful band, Worlds Apart. Now, they obviously did. They'd had quite a lot of members before you joined, and they did kind of okay over here but i mean it, it's i didn't realize this in france i mean you were huge but they were you were supported by i mean i don't i think this is true i've read this you were supported by the backstreet boys and nsync which i mean is incredible what two massive bands but did that kind of that must have been crazy i mean literally france went mad for you didn't they well yeah like i had that lucky moment with stock aching and waterman and brother beyond the, the same happened for me when i joined worlds apart it was like I couldn't believe I was part of another boy band. They'd already had a little bit of success in Germany, but because it wasn't really working in the UK, there was other bands like Boyzone and uh, Blue Westlife or whatever, and, yeah. you know, just ahead of Westland. It was it was flooded with boy bands, and they weren't really it wasn't really working for them. But then we did this record in Germany, and uh, it it just suddenly started to take off in France. And and then the French record company come to us and said, look, come over. We think you could be really big. We've got these great ideas. One of the guys was very clever and he said, look, I want you to record this song in the French. It was a rock song. but I want to do a pop dance version with you guys. I can produce it. We we said, OK, let, let, you know, we just went his way. We did it and it was huge. It was sold, sold 600,000 copies. Wow. It was called Juste Don and it was it was massive for us. And we had five top five records off the album and uh it, it eventually sold a million copies and yeah we were we were the biggest boy band you know um and in a way was that quite nice being able to that. come yeah was was that quite nice being able to come back here and not be as big you know like as in sometimes i think being that famous must be quite annoying where you live and you know you can't go out it must be quite nice in a way to have that massive success somewhere else but then at home you can kind of relax a tiny bit more it, it was amazing. We, we'd go to France. It would be hysteria. Yeah. Um, it would be crazy at the airport. You know, we'd have security and they would like, you know, very often we'd be met from planes uh, on the tarmac. Wow. Uh, you know, and and not, not go through the airport. So it's, it's just too dangerous. And, and so it was all great. And then we could we'd land back at Heathrow and it'd be like, I'll just get on the tube. <laughs> yeah, you know, nobody brilliant. would know what I'd been doing that weekend. And it was actually really quite nice. I'm yeah, really quite to have a bit of home time living with... in the UK, you know, I'm going not... off to France to be a pop star. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, there's some facts here. I've got the biggest French tour ever, one of the biggest French tours ever, where you broke merchandise records in every concert hall in the country. Sold over 10 million records I've got here in it all. Um, I love in Germany, you had your own orange juice. And I've also read that Haribo produced sweets of you, of your heads. Yeah, they, they, we got to choose what flavor we were. <laughs> what flavor were um, you? They, they, I was cherry cola. A cherry cola. And, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, you nice. know, they did a shape of your face and then, you know, each boy had his own flavor and uh, you, you would buy these tubs and you would pick out Steve or Cal or me, you know. That's and, uh, brilliant. Yeah, we, we had our own Capri Sun drink, a Worlds Apart Capri Sun drink. We did a Capri Sun advert in, in Germany. And uh, yeah, it was just, just a brilliant time. I mean, my God, the manager would like, yeah, if you want a, uh, you know, a pair of shoes or a pair of socks or you know, a swimming costume with worlds apart on it. Go ahead. <laughs> it's like so. I get we, it. I we mean, were marketed on everything. You would, you could go to these photo booths in France, and you'd go in and you'd have a picture, uh, but you'd have a picture with us. Oh, that's brilliant! Uh, They'd superimpose them on yeah. That's brilliant. I mean, and, and I mean, what? How yeah. forward thinking? Because that's that. I mean, 
product placement and brands is is all what it's about now on social media. So it was kind of the beginning of that, wasn't it really? But I mean, I mean, Haribo's, you can imagine the taglines are there, you know, have your own taste of Nathan Moore. I love that. So uh, this year is really busy, busy summer for me. So, um, you know, and, and honestly, everything from Butlins um, it, it is great. And I'm still doing a lot of that sort of stuff. So I've heard they're quite raucous. Really I've heard they're quite raucous, the Butlins ones, because it's no kids allowed, isn't it? So it's the proper old school fans going crazy at Butlins. Yeah, it's an adult 80s weekender. There's six, seven thousand people. Um, wow. on and so, you know, you, get, you, get, you walk out to two or three thousand in the venue you're playing and they they're all there for you and and those songs um you know that that reliving their youth and it's it's a win-win situation you it's know. a magical um, moment i asked carol, love, so. i asked carol decker this from depau i said do you still you know have your bottle of wine is it still the same tour bus mentality or is it kind of a cup of mint tea before bed what are you like are you still a bit rock and roll or are you kind of early to bed now <laughs> Uh, no, I, I am. I, I warm up before I go on stage. I don't drink before I go on stage. No, no, no I'm really because I, I want to. I want to perform to my best. I'll have a drink to my mind after, but I'm, yeah. I, I, I never get. I never get smashed. There's nothing. There's nothing clever or attractive. No, we've been that, there. So we've that. been there and done that. No, haven't we? We've been there and done that. And That's I mean, it. Yeah, yeah. You've... I want to look you want to look after yourself now. I want this. To, I want to have a, a long life. So uh, yeah, I'm still enjoying you still need, it. You so. still need the good looks to last, yeah. Nathan. You don't need drink to bring those down. This, but, <laughs> you went on to obviously. <laughs> you went on to be a music manager as well, which you you know you've done for years. You've done TV um, stuff, MTV's music revival program. Hit me available one time. Are you still managing, or are you kind of now mostly concentrating on singing and being an artist again? No, I I, I, I kind of dabbled with the management. I just well, after. Worlds Apart finished. I thought, well, my time's done. You know, what should I do next? And the manager uh, of Worlds Apart at the time, he was just about to get Liberty X. And he said, look, look, come and join with me. We'll co-manage some things together. So I, one of my first projects was the band Fix off uh, Pop um, pop Star The Rivals. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I managed them. So it was nice to kind of try and help a boy band. Um, you know, and I worked with Natasha Betty for a year, and then you know it was enjoyable working with Lisa um, and Andy Scott Lee. But honestly, sometimes I would stand side stage and think, "I want to be out I there." Should still be out there. Yeah. I, I want to be out there. And I felt I was kind of doing a little bit of a disservice to the acts by feeling that way. And so, when I, my life changed and I moved to the north of England, um, I decided to All right, let's give up management. And uh, and just at that time, I got phone calls to come and sing The Harder I Try. I mean, you have to wait a long while. I had to wait like 15 years before anyone called me to hear that song again. And um, yeah. so, yeah, I've been doing, I've been answering those calls ever since. And that's I do. That's why I went back to singing, because I really enjoyed it. And no, I, I, I you know, I don't do much. And I, I think people's perceptions change. I think years ago it had a bit of a, like, I don't know, it didn't have a, it wasn't cool to sing the old songs, but now it's really celebrated, which I love. Do you know what I mean? And so many bands, I mean, Lisa Scott Lee, obviously, Steps reformed. And who would have known that band who was supposed to be a one-hit wonder? Do you know what I mean? It's still absolutely massive. Because I think people, I think the 80s and 90s had something really special about them. And actually people want to celebrate, you know, we've got this whole wave, new wave of music, but actually there's songs and bands and artists from that time that are still actually really relevant and people really connect to. So I think it's brilliant that now it's it's very cool to like 
brother beyond and you again. Do you know what I mean? It, it feels it's it's great that we've had that shift. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it, it feels, um, it just, yeah, it feels really good. I'm doing a festival, um, in, in late May ha- up here in the north in Preston. Oh, and brilliant. they've got a mix of, um, you know, it's got, uh, Nick Kershaw. It's got, um, uh, Bad Manners. It's got, um, uh, Peter Andre, you know, oh, so there's a brilliant. real mix of, uh, of artists. It's got, you know, um, boys on the block, you know, so they're mixing up some of the old and some of the new because they, the eighties the seems to be so relevant. A lot of the youngsters really like it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah the, 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 this mixture of fest- festivals is, is really working. And they've got me, they've asked me to host that one. God knows why, but, uh, Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, no, I'll be hosting and singing at things like that. And, uh, I love it. You know, people ask me to do stuff like that. It's a yes, you know. Well, it's amazing to have you back. And, well, go and book your tickets that. I'm taking it your website. What's your website, Nathan? Because if people check that out, I'm sure they'll see what you're up to and what they can see you at. Where, what? How can people get uh, on your website? What's the address? Yeah, yeah. NathanMoreOfficial.co.uk. Go on there. All my dates are on my diary there. Yeah, you know, so every um, Let's Rock starting on May the 20th in Cookham. That's every weekend for about 10. And it's got the, all the rewind dates on there when I'm at Butlins at Bogner and... Uh, Minehead and, and Skegness. So everything's on there. Nathan Moore official dot co dot UK. Um, Amazing. Go and Easy to that. find out where I am. Easy to find out. And before you go, you have to play either or our weekly quiz with our celebrities. You just choose one or the other. Here we go for you. So you've got Take That or Westlife. Take That. Always. Ka- Kylie or Brittany? Kylie. Oh, good man. Uh, salty or sweet? <laughs> Very random. Sweet, sweet. Sweet. Uh, this is a killer one. Yeah. Speedos or shorts? <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did wear speedos at one point. Yeah. Did you? You were a speedo <laughs> man. Back in the eighties. Love... Back love in the eighties. Yeah. I go speedos. I'm probably out on my own there. <laughs> Good man. No, a few people have said so, but mostly shorts. But I think speedos are the way to rock it. Uh, a, a beer or a cocktail? <laughs> Uh, a beer for me. Uh, Sonia or Sunita? Ooh, ooh. Uh, Sonia, I like, uh, close, close call. I like both of them, but I, I see Sonia a lot. Yeah, so rocking, Sonya. rocking yeah. song. I'll never stop me from loving you. That's a tune and a half. That's one of the Stockade and Walkman's best. Uh, Malibu or Brighton? Mmm, Malibu, please. Yeah, okay, yeah, no Malibu. I, mean, I'm, I yeah. love the sun. I, I, I love the sun, so I'm sorry. It's got a, and, Mal- and the Malibu houses, yeah. I mean, God, be... amazing. And the, f- and the final one, this is the hardest <laughs> question that everyone finds. Naughty or nice? Oh, naughty. Good man. Good man. You're the kind of man we want on this show. (laughs) Um, Absolutely amazing to speak to you, Nathan. Honestly, it's an honour because you're part of my growing up. I love all that music scene. So it's amazing to have you on the show. Thank you for coming on. Lee, I've got something for you. So you're a Stock Egg and a Waterman fan, right? I can tell that from, from our chat. Yes. Are you going to the, the Stock Egg and a Waterman musical? I would, I, I've heard about this and absolutely, definitely, I'm going to be going to the Stock Egg Awards and Musical. I can't wait for that. It's been re, I've, I've, I've read Yeah, I mean, uh, 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 yeah, I've seen it online too. And, um, you know, they're all talking about it. It starts up north in Manchester. Oh, well, amazing. Um, well, I'm up north yeah, in Leeds. I, I well, Nathan, we should, let's meet up for a beer and we will go to the Stock Egg Awards and Musical. <laughs> it's coming to Leeds. You look Is at it the coming, dates, to it's coming to Leeds. I think at Christmas. 
Amazing! Yes, oh my god, that is yeah, that is the yeah. perfect Christmas treat. What I don't know whether my mu- I don't know whether Brother Beyond features any anything in it. Probably not. You know, we always seem you to never know. I, the harder um, I try, has got a good a good song title for a musical. Do you know what I mean? I can see that being part of the story. So let's let's see. They did the they did a they did the Stock Egg and the Waterman documentary, and everyone else is in it. Even you know, um, everybody asked was asked to be interviewed in it. I, they didn't call me. But, you oh, know, it's okay. Oh, what? It's okay. So well, it's all right. You've I been thought, on with I, me now. And I said, it, I said at a recent, I said at a recent concert, I said, look, I, you know, the, the, the musical's coming, but I'm probably not in it. And then someone shouted out, "Yeah, you are. He ain't no competitions in the. Uh, y- you can find the music online." I'm like, really? Oh wow! So I did research it, and I'm not sure whether they're right. I couldn't quite tell, but I do know that the lead character is called Nathan. Oh, well, there we go. Come on. That is definitely based on you then. That is Surely in honour of me. Surely. In honour of, that is definitely in honour of you. Well, listen, mate, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Pleasure, Lee. It'd be good to meet you. And yeah, it was nice chatting, man. Thank you so much to Nathan Moore from Brother Beyond and Worlds Apart for being my special guest on Retro Monday on Pop From The Box. I am back on Friday with a big star from a big TV show who has just left your small screens. Very exciting. Remember, there are over 88 episodes to listen to right now of Soap From The Box and Pop From The Box. So get downloading, follow us on social media at Soap From The Box. Let us know who you want to hear on the show. Have a great week. I'll see you on Friday. 